Toffee Blues Extra Show, your midweek extra source of all things Everton. We're back this week and I'm with Paul again. Welcome, Paul. Hiya, Tom, mate. Great to be back. Let's yeah, talk good. again. Let's go again. How are you doing this week? Um, okay, same old, same old. Um, still going on footy manager. Oh, yeah. Not How's going. going. Oh, mate. I've got... I'm at the point now where you know where you're just you're reloading it yeah. every time you that wound up I promised myself I wouldn't but it's got so far stupid now it's like so many stuff's happened on it where you think no I'm not having that it's not on like the game's just the game's mugging me off here I, have you ever seen that gif that goes around on Twitter I think it's a scene from the show Parks and Recreation oh, yeah. where the fellas like got his computer and the next scene he just walks outside and he lashes it in the bin yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I feel <laughs> just picking me computers up and going get out now like just smash everything <laughs> It's what happens though when you play football manager. What's happened in it is I told you last time I got to the League Cup semi final. Yeah. Well, I lost that typically oh, to Man City. And then after that, I just went completely downhill on it. Like, my players just went into a hole. Like, I, I couldn't buy a win. I think I'm like 11 games out to win now. I've drew most of them. Like, I think I've, like, I've drew seven, lost four. But the games I've lost in, I've been like 4 3 with a score of the last minute goal. Like, a last minute goal that knocked me out the FA Cup as well to like oh. Millwall, away at Millwall. Um, I had another game against Wolves where it was 2 0 up and they scored twice in the second half to equalise. So you just think, gee, is, like, does this game want me to turn it off? <laughs> oh my God, I thought this was meant to be fun. Like a, a week ago, I was telling Tom and everyone else who was asking me about it, like, oh, I was the new football manager. It's like, oh, it's great, you know, I'm, I'm loving it. And I, I, it's what I'm doing of, of a night when I'm not going out anywhere and I've got nothing else to do. I'm just sitting in and playing that. And look what happens. It's made me look absolutely stupid now. So. I'm very, very close to just putting it in the drawer and not letting it gather dust. That's terrible. Are you switching, thinking of switching back to FIFA? I might do, you know. I bought the new FIFA and I played like three days on it non-stop and then just got fed up with it quite quick. Yeah. Oh, cool. I don't want to sound absolutely great here or nothing, but it just, I just kept winning and I got boring. <laughs> I, mean, I might have been on amateur, but I didn't have the art to <laughs> not stop the difficulty. So... I wanted something more of a challenge and serves me right. Basically, I'll, I'll have to just go back to FIFA. Yeah. Maybe, but I'm, gonna, I'm probably going to play a bit of Red Dead Redemption. I bought that recently and I haven't had a go on it yet. So, oh, yeah, it's meant to be yeah. so when I'm not like when I'm not out having a drink or I'm not in the gym trying to get a bit fitter or I'm just not busy doing anything else when I'm just sat in doing nothing. Um, football manager was undisputed king, but now. No, it's me, me and football manager fell out basically. Oh, that's terrible. Come back to FIFA. We, we welcome you back. Uh, I mean, get an <laughs> ultimate team, get a little ultimate team going. Get, a, get on division rivals, a bit of squad battles. Like, that'll challenge you online. There's some, there's some terrible, ter- terribly sweaty FIFA players online that'll uh, give you a challenge, yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> right, so that's it. Uh, for today's uh, segments anyway, uh, we've got three segments for you to bring you today. And the first one is going to be in conclusion. Um, Everton won. Um, Cardiff nil. Uh, it was a decent game in the weekend. We'll be talking about the game and um, what we thought of it. 
we'll be doing the reel over it and then the uh, second segment we'll be talking about whether Adam Oluffman should start against Liverpool where we, where he come in where he deserves to start the game uh, how he play um, and how Everton will play in general uh, in the game and then the third, third segment we'll be talking about danger men against Liverpool we'll be highlighting Liverpool's danger men a little bit but we won't be talking about that too much because we don't really want to uh, because we want to talk about Liverpool in a positive way, so we'll be we'll be trying to mainly focus on Everton's danger men and how we're going to harm them. Anyway, so that's the segments for today. In conclusion, Everton won, Cardiff nil. It was a decent game on the weekend. Um, we kind of it was scrappy at times, but we did show our our, our quality. We had a lot of possession, and um, sometimes they were difficult to break down, but the the quality shone through from uh, some of our star players, especially the new signings like. Um, Andre Gomez, especially, it was a majestic performance from the midfielder. He was, he was really, he really was brilliant. And then um, the other new signs were really impressed as well. Um, Yerimina came in in the defence again, and um, obviously kept his kept his place in the defence and really impressed us again. Uh, Luca Dean was solid. Uh, Bernard, maybe not at his best, but it was all right because the others were playing well, so uh, no worries about that. But um, yeah, it was a win, and we got some we got some momentum now taking the Liverpool game. So uh, what do you think of the game, Paul? Yeah, yeah, I was there, and it, it, it was what it was. It was gritty. They came to just scrap, basically, didn't they? they? They didn't have any ambition, and I don't think we really expect them to have any ambition. They just came to get whatever they could get their hands on and get out of there. But I'm glad to see that it, it looked like we didn't run out of ideas at any point. I know Neil Warnock said we were before we got the goal, but I had disagreed with him. I, I never at any point in the day didn't think we weren't going to score. I thought we kind of... we. We handled their approach very well. I think Silva probably knew what they were going to do, what Cardiff were going to use against us, and he prepared the players for that and, and probably worked on things all week. So it wasn't just a case of, for me anyway, I don't think the players just went out there and thought, oh, this is going to be easy, this. I thought they were really, looked like they were concentrating a lot, thinking, right, we planned for this all week. We knew this is what we were going to have to face. Let's just carry on what we did in training and the goals will come. So... I thought it was overall, it was a, quite a good performance. I thought we played some lovely stuff. I mean, it wasn't our best of the season, definitely not. But it, I thought we were better in this game than we were against the likes of, you know, Southampton yeah. in that in that game a few months ago, and better than we were when we played. Who did we play in the cup? Who we who we, who we beat? Um, Carvalho and got two. I know it was a it was a makeshift team, like but. Um, oh, I'm not sure. Can't even think. I know we won three one. I remember that it was a game, yeah it was a game where, where Sigurdsson got the first one and Calvert Lewin got two. I can't remember who it was, but it was in the cup. And I've, I I felt this win was better than that win in the sense of in terms of performance, the overall kind of feeling I got from it, and the Southampton win, and maybe even the Fulham win. I know the Fulham win had more goals. It was three 0 but. Fulham game wasn't all easy. That was that was a really hard grind, and this was a grind, but kind of in a different way. Like this game, we never felt in danger at any point. At least I never. I thought I didn't at any point think, "Oh God, he's going to score here," or "Oh my God, if we're going to regret missing that chance." I, I didn't ever see them scoring. Yeah, I really didn't. I thought the players looked really, really comfortable, but looked really, really kind of on it as well at the same time but they weren't at the best it wasn't champagne stuff it wasn't lovely on the eye but I don't really think the players looked, lack, looked like they were lacking anything or looked lax in the sense that they kind of switched off 
at any point. I thought they battled to the end, and it was a good performance. You, you need sometimes you need wins like that, especially when you're going into big games like we are next week. You just you need to just get the three points on the board and keep the momentum up, no matter what way you can, no matter what way you win. As long as you win, that's well, that's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. It's not always going to be easy on the ice. Sometimes you just got to grind that result, and that's that's even the case for the the. Uh... The bigger size as well, like here at the top of the league, and um, we're putting ourselves up there now with it. We got ourselves to the top six with that result, so that's a really, uh, it's definitely a massive positive that we've uh, we managed to outmuscle United as well, and um, we've got we've got ourselves into the top six. But um, obviously there was a little there was little calls on Twitter about um, I think one television company put us in the, put us a put a little table saying oh this is the top five, and there was a bit of controversy on Twitter about that, but. Um, that's a bit ridiculous, but now we've got ourselves in the top six, and we, we I think we've justified our place. To be fair, so um, we go into the Liverpool game, and we're, we're gonna have a go. So um, I'm, I'm, it's first derby in a while. I've looked forward to, but um, no, going back to the Cardiff game, I do think um, we sometimes we are dilly dallying around the box when we could have been taking our chances and being a little bit more direct than having a go. I thought um, that that stood out to me a few times, and um, we just need to. It's, it's in that final third. We sometimes lack the quality. In the final third, so uh, that's something we need to polish, um, polish off if we're going to beat uh, the big sides. Like, um, in because we've got some obviously tough games coming up, but uh, that's definitely definitely something we need to polish off. But uh, defensively, we we played we played quite well. Uh, obviously, um, Silver went with um with a uh, drop Zuma. He went with me and Keen. Um, did you think that was the right decision? Yeah, in the end, I I, I don't suppose you could drop. Mina after after how well he played against Chelsea and Keane's playing absolutely brilliantly. So as well as Zuma's done since he arrived, he's just going to have to wait for his chance now. The way Mina had to wait for his when he when he was on the bench for a few weeks. So I like like I said I like Keane. Keane's looking the type of player that we thought we were getting last summer. He looks every bit that twenty five million pound um, leader. I think that's the right word. I know some people don't think he has that type of quality don't really think he's that type of player but I, I think he is I, I saw him you know talking a bit at the back and trying to keep me keep Mina from going over the top like he looked like he tried to sort of settle Mina down a little bit when Mina was getting a bit yeah overexcited at yeah. times you know what I mean Get, getting a bit oh, yeah over enthusiastic when Mina was like charging forwards and you know getting a bit worked up Keen kind of settled him back down a bit and Mina and Mina I liked as well I, I think he what was it, what, how best to say it I think he he was a bit rash at times. Like yeah. I said, he he went, he went bombing forward more than once, didn't he? And you're thinking, yeah. Christ, we'd have we'd have lost the ball on the centre of the pitch there. We'd have been well exposed. You, you need to rein that in a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You're going to get chances to get forward, but make, do it when we've got set pieces. Don't just carry the ball from your own half into their final third. You can't be doing that against Liverpool or the other top teams. But yeah, I, I overall thought defensively we were all, we were all right. They didn't have anything to hit us with, did they? They were a, a boxer out of punch. They just had that that big lad, Patterson jogging around. Top. Patterson, yeah, they just they just had that that fella just jogging around and they trying to get his on get his, get his head on anything they could get. Just pick Pickford. I don't think pick Pickford only made one save all game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, it was a decent save as well. To be fair, it was a. Uh... Just but, after he got uh, knocked out nearly as well by uh, another physio, so it was something serious at the time. But uh, it was a nasty challenge that from I think it was Kadeem, Kadeem Harris for uh, Cardiff. He just knocked into him and seemed to just change completely change the direction of his body in the air. And it looked like a really horrible one. So uh, good thing Pickford was all right after yes. that. I I was down the other end in the gladders and I was holding my breath. I thought, oh, that looks nasty and. God, oh God! Please don't let him get injured. That's the last thing we need. Pick for getting injured and Stecklenburg coming in for a while. But 
yeah, thankfully he was all right. And overall, when your goalie is doing next to nothing the entire game, then you've got you've got to imagine that it's been a good performance and a good day at the office when you've not really had to exert yourself at the back. So yeah, in conclusion, I thought it was it was a good win. Good, good to the right way. It was gritty. You had to dig in, but I think we saw some real positive qualities there. We saw we're a team that can be patient. We are a team that can take the golden chance when it comes because we had other chances that we wasted as well, but that was the big chance. If we'd have missed that, then, oh God, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because hmm. it, was, it, was it was an open net and the builder play was good. So, yeah, good win. Another clean sheet, up to sixth. Going into the derby with loads of momentum and loads of positivity. And overall, to summarise, I don't see any reason why we can't stay top six now. Yeah. Honestly. Like, Permanently? Look at the team. Pardon? Permanently stay, stay top six. Yeah, between now and the end of the season, barring some barring like disaster striking, like we get some really terrible injuries to key players or... Or, or we just get absolutely screwed over in games, then I, I don't see why any of the teams below us can overtake us. United are an absolute shambles. Yeah. Like, short of them sacking Mourinho, which I don't, I don't personally see them doing that until the end of the season. At least I, I think they'll go with them until the summer. But until, unless they make a massive change at United, I don't see any teams below us overtaking us. Like, would you, would you pick, would you pick Bournemouth to get above us anytime no, soon? No, 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 none of them. Neither no. Watford, Bournemouth, definitely. No, none of them, no. and. The rest of them don't even bear talking about really, do they? So, yeah, I think I think really we should be looking up and we should be focused on trying to overhaul Arsenal in fifth. Honestly, I do. I, I, there's there's absolutely no reason why we shouldn't stay in the top six between now and the rest of the season, as long as we just keep all our main players fit. Yeah, definitely. That'd be that'd be brilliant. What what a fair season that would be for Marco Silva as well. That'd be quite quite a fair season. Although um, maybe not hitting the heights of Roberto Martinez as fourth in his first season. But no, Marco Silva sixth for the first season. That would be quality. To muscle into the, the the top six that's established themselves so firmly over the last couple of years. That would be a quality first year to buy out muscle. Um, Manchester United because I don't think just because they're Man United they don't, they don't deserve an automatic rate in the top six so um, hopefully they do, if you're, they do if you're Richard Scudamore yeah do you know, yeah do you know what he, that that Tory fat cat who's getting the massive payoff do you know what he said a few years ago a few years ago yeah um, no, no, remember when United were like as bad as they are now really <laughs> when they were seventh under David yeah. he, he outright came out and said that it's bad for the Premier League for Man United to not be in the top four. The top four needs United in the Premier League. It ne- the Premier League needs United in the top four. Oh, That's yeah. just the way it should be. It's like, oh, mate, shut up. Mate. Go, go. You know what I mean? I, I don't care what they've won in, the, in over the last 20 years. No club has a divine right to finish anywhere in the league. Yeah. So just, just clearly, clearly a money man. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I don't care about supporters. I don't care about the efforts of the player on the pitch. I don't care who the managers are. These clubs are just the massive businesses. These massive businesses deserve all the best prizes. Yeah. So, so go away. No, no team has a divine right to finish anywhere. And as you said, I, I just, I don't see any reason why United should be overhauling us unless they change their manager, which I've said, I don't really see them doing unless something absolutely dramatic happens and they completely turn it around. They, they're not. Then they should not be overhauling us. Yeah. They've got might have good players on paper, but it's not clicking at all. And none of the other teams, as we mentioned, Bournemouth, Watford, Burnley, Leicester, they're not a patch on us. They're not a patch on us, mate. When we get yeah. going, we've, mm. proved, just, we've shown in a few weeks that they're nowhere near as good as we are. Yeah. Those teams. Everton finish six. You hear to hear first. Get a bet on it. Stick a tenner on it. It's it's, it's on us. There you go. You've got it. There's a tip. 
So that's uh, that's our um, in conclusion, Cardiff. Anyway. start against Liverpool at the weekend. Um, we spoke last week and we said, uh, kind of like, what, what more has he got to do to get into the starting lineup? Kind of thing. He's taken all of his chances off the bench. He's he's he stood out um, on his in his cameo performances. Uh, he played very well in the friendly against Gorma Higher. There's, there's not much more he could do to get a place in that team. He's definitely wanted his place. So, um, do we think he's going to come in against Liverpool? Because obviously he impressed off the bench again against Cardiff. There was a nice little move later on, I think, wasn't there, when um, he wriggled through a few more players and nearly nearly got a goal, but um, he, he wasn't able to find a, a way past Neil Etheridge. But um, this, it was definitely a positive performance off the bench again. And um, Whether he deserves a start or not, though, what do you think? Do I think he deserves a start, or would I start him? Um, it's, it's a question, I think, is would I start him yeah. against Liverpool at Anfield? Yeah. In place of Walcott for this game, my answer is no. I mean, a lot of people might not agree with that, but I'll tell you why I'd start Walcott, because we've been saying it for a few weeks now, haven't we? It's, everyone's been saying it. Walcott's not had the best of time. I mean, he's not been awful in any single game. He's not. He hasn't had a performance that I'd put below 5 out of 10. Yeah. I think he's just, he's just been a bit, just a bit off-colour. That's yeah. fun. He's just out of form. But what 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 you do to with what you do with players who are out of form, you either drop them quite quickly when after the first few games, or you stick with them and let them play themselves back into form. And it looks like Silver's doing the latter. He wants to try and play him back into form. And one of the things that I think Walcott's going for him, and one of the main reasons I would put him in this game, this game against Liverpool, is he does have experience. I know a lot of people say, "Oh, Lutman's young. He's he's fresh. He's got nothing to fear." He's got it all to prove, but these type of games, you are going to need players who are going to just keep their heads in the frying pan. Do you know what I mean? When when it, when it gets hot, yeah, I came out wrong. When it gets yeah, when when it gets hot and it gets tense, and a lot of people are maybe running around and flying rash tackles in, or trying to do mad bits of skill, or just trying to impress the cameras. I think you just need people to just do the basics well. Yeah. Because so many times in big games like this where we've lost or we've screwed ourselves mm. because. Good players just can't seemingly can't do the basics. Yeah. They can't get their heads together. They can't stay calm. And I think Walcott has got enough experience in his career to handle a situation like that. He's played in a lot of North London derbies. He's played Champions League games in you know hotbed countries over in like Eastern Europe, things like that. And what one thing I would say is I think this is the perfect opportunity for a player like him who maybe has critics to uh, to silence this uh, can you think of a better way for him to kind of shut up, shut up his doubters type thing than to play really really well or score against Liverpool Anfield yeah yeah same thing yeah like this last game anyway against Cardiff he had some good chances if you could get one of them in the back then I think it's Liverpool that would surely send them on yeah. his way exactly yeah and same with someone like Bernard on the other side like if you was, if I was Marco Silva, I'd turn around and I'd say to Walcott, particularly, I'd say, right, you've got Lutman there who's right behind you. He's probably at the right to start in front of you now. 
you've got one last chance against Liverpool. The biggest game of the season, based so far, anyway. Yeah. So, of all the games that you've not played particularly well in, it will all be forgotten if you play well in this game. Here's your chance. Go out on Liverpool, and it's it's kind of it's 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 shit or bust basically yeah. for you. You need you need to go out there, and you need to really really grab the game by the scruff of the neck and impress people, or you, you you've run out of chances basically. You, you, if you don't play well in this game, then I'm going to have to drop you, and you can have absolutely no arguments because you've had enough chances. So, and I think Walcott's a type of player as well where I think he'd rise to that type of challenge. Yeah. I really do. I don't really think he's the type of to kind of. When, when things are going bad for him, he doesn't just drop his head and sulk or feel sorry for himself like some players do. I think he's the type of person who is strong enough to stand up to the scrutiny. And you think, right, everyone's on, everyone's doubting me. I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna go out and get them all back on side again. I think he's that type of upbeat personality. So I, I'd stick with Walcott for this one. I really would. I think he's he, he'll he'll know that he's got something to prove. And I think this will be the perfect opportunity, the perfect type of game. As well, is when he's going at their defence. A young, a young lad like who, who do they, who do they play on the left? And it's not Alexander Arnold. It's he's on the right, isn't he? Who, yeah. who plays left? Andy man? Robertson. Andy Robertson. Yeah, go on. Just if, we're going to need someone like Walcott to just give give Andy Robertson an absolute nightmare. Luckman could do that, but I said that before. Luckman's young. He could try and do too much at times. And Robertson's an underrated player. If yeah, I, I've got a nasty feeling that Robertson would kind of find a way to mark Luckman out the game if Luckman didn't Luckman try to be a bit too fancy. So I I Luckman deserves to, to come in and get his get and get his chance, but I definitely think that there's there's definitely a merit in giving Theo Walcott one big opportunity to win everyone back around and show everyone what a great player he is and he's just got the experience for me. So I, I, I want to see Walcott start in this one. Yeah definitely. Well, what about on the left then? Would you would you because it's an option. It's a it's it, it's perhaps less of an option than uh, obviously for Walcott, but it is an option to bring him in on the left for for Bernard. Uh, would you consider that at all? Maybe I think maybe, but again I think Bernard's got a lot of the same excuse me a lot of the things the same the same things going for him that Walcott has. He, he's got big game experience. He's, he's played in some in some derbies before, some fierce derbies over in Ukraine, and he's played in um, some big. Uh, World Cup games for Brazil. It's just that sort of mentality they've got, where they right, really think, right, this is not going to phase me. I, I don't care whose tape I'm on. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be me. Type thing. I'm not gonna go out my way to try and do too much. I'm not gonna just take it easy and play the simple passes and just look to keep out of trouble. Uh, I, I'd stick with Bernard and Walcott, but I do know what you're saying. Uh, you you want to give Luckman his chance, and he's earned his chance, and you want to squeeze him in somewhere. But for this game. Personally, I would stick with Bernard on Walcott and say to both of them, Walcott even more so than Bernard, right, here's your chance. You, you've, you've got to do something in this game. These fans will absolutely love you and forget. And all that all that stick you've been getting over the last few weeks, that will just vanish. It will all go away and it will all be forgotten if you just turn up and do something in this one game. This one game is more, to the fans at least maybe, not in the wider, in, you know, in the wider context of how the season's going to go and the league standings and things like that. But in the fans' minds, this game against Liverpool and Anfield is more important than Cardiff at home, Brighton at home, Chelsea away. It's more important than all of them put together to most fans because it's that much emotion involved in the game. Just go out there and if you're a hero in this, all you've got to do is just play well in this game and you'll be a hero for forevermore. All your poor performances from three weeks ago, they, they won't matter. Yeah. So This is a yeah. chance the end of the season. Exactly, him, uh, him and Bernard and other players as well. I'd, 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 st- I'd stick with Bernard and 
and Theo on the left and the right, respectively. Even though I do definitely see where people are coming from when they, when they say Luckman deserves his chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. What about the super sub then? Would you bring him on as an impact sub off the bench? Yeah, yeah, I, I would. He, he did well last time, didn't he? Back last January. Yeah. Was, was that his last game before the gravy man set him out on loan? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it was, he, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he came on at Anfield and he completely changed the game, didn't he? Liverpool, Liverpool he, was, he was clearly like a wild card, wasn't he? Liverpool didn't know much about him. Their defenders didn't know how to mark him, didn't know how to handle him. And he came on and he was one of the main, he was probably the main reason we even got back in that game because I remember we 1 we 0 down when he came on and yeah. we ended up equalising. And then yes, I know yes. we, we heartbreakingly we lost it in the end, but that was the, probably the best Anfield performance we put in for many, many a year. And he was one of the main reasons for it. So, yeah, yeah I, d- I definitely see merit for using him as a super sub and bringing him on if the game is deadlocked or if we're chasing an equaliser. I, d- I definitely want to see him come on then and get 20 minutes. Definitely. I, I wouldn't just. I wouldn't just leave him on the bench and not use him yeah. short of us being we can dream can't we if we're, if we're freeing a lot <laughs> do you know what I mean and, yeah. and I don't know Walcott scored an hat-trick or something and <laughs> there's no reason to take him off then. <laughs> but yeah I, I, yeah, I, I would bring, definitely bring Luckman on at some point but I just I wouldn't start him in this one yeah yeah uh, it's, a, it's a lot of pressure this game as well so if he, if he was going to throw him in for this game it, it would maybe like you want to put him in in a game where he's he's gonna really hit the ground running from the start, and this is a this is one where you want to keep the team the same maybe, and you want to you want to have that consistency that we've had the last couple of games and um, taking the same team into the game when they're gelling, the the, the understanding to each other's each other's games, and um, I think Luckman coming into this one maybe it might be best leaving him for another week or so, even as much as I love him, as much as I'd love to see him in from the start, I do think maybe not this game, but um, hopefully soon. For, uh, for Luckman anyway. So that's uh, that's what we think of Adam Luckman. Yeah, sorry, just let me ask you, because I know I was, talking, I was talking about with a lad in Ware today. Would you start toasting? Because I know, I know he, he's not been in the goals recently and I know he fluffed his lines in the last game against Cardiff down at the Gladys Street end. He, he had an easy chance that he should have buried and he yeah. made a complete mess of it. But again, he's, he's another player who's got a lot of experience in sort of, you know, big, Crazy atmosphere games like over in yeah, derby games, just games where you know that all the players know there's a lot of emotion and a lot of a lot riding on that on the result type of thing. I, I think there's an argument for that, and maybe putting the Charleston back out on the left, maybe bring Bernard off um, for a game, yeah. And I know I just stuck up for Bernard a minute ago, but I. I can see, I can definitely see an argument for putting Toast in there as well because he's gonna, he'll put himself about, won't he? He'll keep Van Dyke occupied, whereas Richardson, for his how skillful he is and how quick he is, again, if you've got Van Dyke, if Van Dyke gets reading of him very early, you can imagine Richardson kind of just being marked out the game, maybe type of thing. If Van Dyke gets hold of him quick and roughs him up a little bit, and Richardson kind of feels like he's being stifled, then. I'm not really sure what we do. Whereas I, I think Tucson, if if Tucson got roughed up a bit, Tucson would give it back. Yeah. I think, and that would that would suit us in a game like that. Tucson's not afraid to kind of puff his chest out and go and say, right, if you, if you want it, then let, let's have it. Yeah, I don't. I think Richarlison's got that type of personality too, but he's just a different mould of player. If, if, he, if he can't, if you're going to foul him and things like that, and I, if he doesn't get his free kicks and things like that, which I don't imagine he will because it's Anfield and we never get anything, we never get no protection. I can just see the Charleston being kind of maybe targeted a little bit by experienced centre-arts they've got and 
maybe Mark, maybe Mark helped the game completely. Hope, hopefully not. I'd, I'd love it if he just absolutely made a show of their defence, but it's just something you've got to think about. And again, Tosin, he might get marked off the game as well, but at least you'll know he's there. I think he can hold the ball up because that, that's what I was trying to say, basically. Yeah. We're going to need someone to hold the ball up in their half yeah. because as, as good as they are going forward, we are going to have to keep the ball high up the pitch. And I think Tosin is far better than that than Richarlison is. If you're going to go all guns blazing and just look to put goals past them, then yeah, you, you go with Richarlison. But if we're going to win this derby... I don't think that's how we're going to win it. We're going to win this derby by just outgritting them, type thing, and digging down deep and make and making the most of our chances when we get them. So I can see an argument for Tosin. What, what do you think? Would you throw Tosin in, or do you think Richarlison's probably the best bet? I keep it the same, to be honest. I'd, I'd, um, I think if Richarlison does get it off Van Dijk, I can, I can see him giving it back. I can just see him like I think he'd be well up for it. I'm, like obviously with some of the young new players, there might be a danger of um, of them. Like going too much into it as we've seen plenty of times in the past and getting sent off. But um Bashalis will be well up for it. Hopefully he won't he won't lose his head. But um I can see him trying to give it back as well and get kinda of holding his own. But um I see a point in terms of the hold up play of of Tosin. Um it's definitely something something to think about. But um personally I keep it the same. I I um, as I say, while while the um while all other players are learning each other's games, I'd I'd keep it the same personally. But yeah, if if you were Marcus would you would you put would you put Tosin in, yeah? Uh, I'd be tempted um, because as, what I said then because we are going to need to keep the ball in their half we can't hit them on the break yeah. uh, as much as I'd love to do that yeah. it's not because they, they, apart from City they're probably the best team in the, in the league for hitting people on the break do you know what I mean yeah one of the fastest yeah so any, any goal I think we're going to get is, it has to be something that's built up to do you know what I mean we're just going to have to get the ball in their box knock it around a bit and and just take our chance when it comes. It's not going to be a quick passage of play if we get a goal. At least I, I don't foresee that. So I, I, I would probably stick with Charleston, as you said. I think you did make a good point. He, he does seem like he's 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 got a chip on his shoulder, but the right type of chip on his shoulder. He's not going to just fold and go into his own head if they give him a bit of a bit of a dog's life. I, I meant more in the sense that he might get frustrated and he might lash out, yeah. or he might. He might end up coming deeper to get the ball because he's not not getting any service, and that might be counterproductive. But yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully, he's, him and Silver are well on it. Silver's told him exactly what he wants him to do, and they're training for it all week, and he's able to get in behind them, which Tosin wouldn't be able to do if he were playing. So yeah, I go with Charleston, but I, I do think a case can be made for Tosin personally. Yeah, definitely. That's what, that's what I was thinking about. Um, Marco Silver, there you go. There's a potential headache for you if if there wasn't one already. But um, there you go. There's one to think about. But um, that concludes our segment anyway for today. We're gonna um, that's uh, what we think of uh, how we're gonna line up against Liverpool and most importantly um, Adam Oluwole whether he's gonna start against Liverpool. Liverpool's danger men are briefly, but more importantly, who Everton's danger men are, and um, how we're going to break them down, and um, how we're going to win the match because we, we're going to win the derby on field. Um, we're telling you, but uh, now we're going to talk about where, where the threat's going to come from anyway, and um, how to break them down, and um, what we think their threat is as well. 
So um, in terms of in terms of danger men from Liverpool, it's obvious like there's there's quite a few. Um, there's the, the the team of star players really. It's it's not to um took off to do too much. But obviously we've got the quality, but we've got a uh, we've got to deal with that. Would you pick out one in particular, Paul, or would you just say generally uh, Liverpool's attack and threat in general? Just Liverpool's attack and threat in general, mate. So I'm not gonna bore people to death spending here 10 minutes spending 10 minutes sat here saying oh Salah can do this and Salah's great and we need to watch out for Firmino and when, oh god we've got to watch Romani everyone knows how good their attack is yeah. simple as that they've, they've probably got the best attack pure attack in the league the, the, the City run, maybe run them close but I think I'd, I'd edge to Liverpool because they've just got so much pace do you know what I mean they're so devastating they cut in they score all types of goals. They score worldies. They score tappings. They score headers. They score scruffy penalty box scrambles. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just absolutely, but near unstoppable. It's not. I've seen a few teams manage to kind of defend against them properly and keep them all quiet. It's, yeah. it's not not rare that we see it. It's, it. It is rare that we see it. Not often that we see that a team manage to stifle all three of their attack and threats threats nowadays. But. We're gonna to have to give it a go, mate. We're gonna to have to really, really train hard. And after what I saw last season, when we had Cuckoo Martin on the left, trying to mark Salah, the only way is up, surely, when it comes to stopping their attacks and handling the our back line, keeping it head. Because when you go from big fat messes like Ashley Williams and big like borderline joke footballers like Martina to you know. World Cup heroes like Mina and England internationals like Keane and players like Zuma who've got a lot of seasoning and look like they're going to be great players in the future. Our defence is, is basically what I'm saying. is Our defence is so much better than it is last year. Then we've, you can only imagine we're going to be able to handle it better this year no matter how good they are. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, sorry. Um, I was just going to say if the player who, who could say it's the most they've got, it's I, I, again, I don't want to wax lead about any of their players, I'm not in the business of doing that. But the player who I'd shout the most for is Marnie because he's a, he's a bloody good player, and he's an absolute bastard yeah. of a player, yeah. so well against us yeah. all the time. I don't think ever, I don't think I've ever seen him play badly against us, even when he played for Southampton. So, yeah, all their players, you've got to watch for all of them. But the, the one player I really, really don't want to see score against us is, is that fella, Marnie. Yeah, obviously he's up against Seamus Coleman as well. So um, in terms of pace, he'll be uh, difficult to deal with. But hopefully Seamus will be able to put some shackles on him and um, and hold him down. Um, because he is obviously a tricky customer along with the others. And um, obviously they've got Salah on the right as well. And he's he's uh, not hit the heights that he did last year, but um, he's 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 gonna be he's gonna be a threat as always. He's got the quality. But um, I'm sure Luca Dean can have him in his back pocket. But um, no, I think yeah, obviously they've got Shakiri who's, um, he's, he's been playing in a bit of a free role recently as well in the midfield. So uh, he's going to be one to keep shackles on as well because he he's kind of the link up man and makes things happen in, in um, attacking midfield and feeds it to the forwards. So he's a uh... that fat little idiot. Yeah. I don't care saying this, but if if there's going to be a full blooded challenge goes in where someone goes down on the floor crying, I really I pray to God it's him. <laughs> you know, he really really annoys me that fella, and he annoyed me. At, at, Stoke as well. It's just yeah. mate, who do you think you are? Genuinely, yeah. he's looked at. He's getting a club at Liverpool. I don't know why they threw him a bone. I know he's playing well. And he started and he started good, but players like that, mate, they don't deserve to play for Champions League clubs that are as good as Liverpool. Whether you like Liverpool or don't, they, they, they shouldn't have signed him, mate. Out of principle, in my opinion, because he's a, he's an idiot and he's going to come back and bite them on the hand. He's he's going to cost them eventually because he's that much of just a little flute. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really, and 
honest to God, if there's some argy bargy, then I hope to God he's at the centre of it and that someone just gets a sly punch in on him. So <laughs> I really don't like that. Really, yeah. <laughs> really, it really bugs me the fat little goblin. <laughs> if there's one Liverpool player you hate the most, then it'd be Shaqiri. I don't really like it. I'm, I'm, I'm the Evertonian in me, mate. I don't like any Liverpool yeah. players just by default, and I'm I'm, just, I'm not going to sit here and talk about how brilliant they are, even if it's the case. Just if there's one player who I don't mind talking about because I want to just slag him off, it's him. Yeah. Because I was so shocked when he got a move to Liverpool. I thought. What are they doing signing him? And I know he's a good player and he's justifying the moves so far because he's played so well, but he's just he's an absolute idiot of a fella. Yeah. Just thinks he's something he's not. He's just Kevin Morales all over me. <laughs> Same attitude. I'm the big guy, I'm me. Uh, as if walking around walking around that Liverpool team like he like he's always belonged there. Yeah. Like, mate, a year a year ago, you were one of the main reasons Stoke got relegated because your fat little ass couldn't be bothered putting in a shift and repaying those fans who who made you, who made you their hero? Still brought you to the Premier League, and you just, my opinion, practically down tools on them. Yeah. Even as even as some of his own former teammates have said that. Yeah. Butland said it. Mm. Oh, him, yeah, name names, but you you know blatantly who he was talking about in the summer when he did an interview saying, "I'm so heartbroken, Stoke. I've gone down. So many players who were who were here, have just left the club without a care. They don't they weren't bothered one bit about fighting. And he's just he's just it completely. Yeah. Just players like that, but, but really really bother me, and I really really really. If he, if he can't get, someone can't hit him or foul him and get away with it, then I wanted to see him have the worst game ever where all the fans are just abusing him afterwards, saying how terrible he was because he deserves it. Yeah. Have you seen what he come up with? I think it was today or yesterday. Obviously, I'm, I'm speaking a couple of days early. That, that, that kiss-ass one line he's got about how yeah. a fan asked him to sign and he went, no. <laughs> it's like, what, what's it, what, I just say his first name. Jadan. Uh, it's like he, ne- he never Shakiri, mate. He never Jadon. Shut up. Stop trying to kiss that. Stop trying to get likes off Liverpool fans in the Philippines. Be quiet. <laughs> so you, like, if you're gonna if you're gonna talk and do like your football, like, let your football on the pitch do the talk and sh- shut up, mate. With your mind games or whatever it is you're trying to do, because no one's interested. Yeah, yeah, de- definitely. He's a little idiot, and Gano's gonna put him on his ass, basically. That's what uh, that's what we think, anyways. But um, in terms of Everton danger men, then who would you pick out? Um, the player who I want, the player who I really think could make or break us, winning or losing. Yeah. Um, there's a few, but if I could only go for one, I'll go back to Walcott. Yeah. Honestly, because it, the game's there for him. This is this is the perfect stage for him, as I was saying earlier on. The stage is perfect for him to come in and just completely win everyone back around again and score a goal or set one up or. Just rip their defenders to bits. If he can't do it in this game, then I don't think any argument can be made for him whatsoever for staying in the team. Because if he doesn't play well in this, then he won't have played well when we play crap teams at home, like Cardiff. He won't have played well when we play great teams away from home in a massive one, like Chelsea or Liverpool. And he won't have played well when we play the middle of the pack teams, like Brighton and Fulham and teams like that. So, really, 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 if... If Walcott plays really well in this, then I can definitely see us getting a good result. Him, him and Bernard and all players who've kind of been sort of on the fringes recently in terms of the performances. Like, they haven't been bad, they haven't been good, they've just kind of faded to the background a little bit and let other people get all the plaudits. If players like that turn it on, then I think we're in a really, really good shout of getting something from this game, maybe even all three. Yeah, definitely it's time for them to step up. It's, it's their big chance. Yeah, kind of, uh, both, yeah because they've both got quality. Bernard and, and Walcott. They've both got quality and Walcott has done well against Liverpool before. I think he scored 
a, a fair few goals in his career against them. Yeah. And, and as I said earlier on, I think at that Andy Robertson they've got at left back is a good player, an underrated player. But Walcott at his best should be too much for him to handle. He really should be. What Walcott, if you think he's brilliant or if you think he's not brilliant, he's still a, at the very least a very very good footballer who belongs in a top six side. Yeah. I think I really he is, and it's time that he reminded everyone on that and showed that he's still that person we signed a year ago who everyone was in love with. Yeah, definitely. We are that top six side that he's gonna uh, he's gonna blossom in hopefully, and he's gonna he's gonna come back. He's gonna play into his uh, his form again, and he's gonna find it, and uh, he's gonna be brilliant. Um, hopefully, obviously that team will, uh, will pull him along and uh, make sure he returns to his best as soon as possible. Um, if I was gonna pick a danger man for Everton, um, I'm gonna go with Andre Gomez because he played so well against Cardiff. He's really coming into his own. Um, he came in with so much expectation as well. Um, he came in at a point where he obviously he'd been on for a while. Um, the midfield wasn't certain. Um, obviously we had people floating in and out like uh, Schneiderland. Uh, Tom Davis was getting a bit of a chance and struggling at times. But um, Andre Gomez has come in with everyone expecting him to be some majestic midfielder because he's a good-looking fella. Uh, everyone just thought, oh my God, he's going to be brilliant. And to be fair, he has. He has been brilliant. And um, so, so I'm he's just. Was that? Sorry, he's been, I was going to say he's been worth the wait, wasn't he? There was a lot of Definitely. anticipation around him, thinking, "Oh God, when, when can we get this fellow on the pitch? I, I want to see what he's all about." And he's he's more than he's more than fulfilled people's fantasies, hasn't he? Yeah, definitely. He's, uh, we were kind of wondering um, what which Andre Gomez we were going to see. We were going to see the uh, the pre Barcelona or the, the the Barcelona Andre Gomez, and we, we've definitely seen the pre Barcelona Andre Gomez, and he's he's really found, if not even better than he was. At his, at his former clubs and he's, he's really coming to his own he's, he's coming to his um, some, some really good form recently and hopefully he carried that into the Liverpool game and uh, as we were talking about uh, before we started recording as well we said um, if we're going to win uh, this game against Liverpool it's probably going to be in midfield so um, that's it. that's the key area because um, obviously we know the strength of um, of Liverpool's attacking trio and um, they have a, a decent defence now um, obviously they didn't last year when they have that clown Lovren in there but um Joe Gomez and Van Dijk have, have got a decent little partnership and the full-back strength and uh, Andy Robertson are decent little full-backs. But um, the midfield, I do think Everton have a better midfield than Liverpool, genuinely. I do think um, Ganna, Gomez and Sigurdsson, um, I, I think they're better than the Liverpool's midfield players, personally. But um, So I do think that's that's where we're going to win the game as well, uh, in, from a tactical point of view as well, and, and, and the, um, the, the point of the game that we're going gonna, to gonna, have to win the battles in. Is going to be the midfield, yeah. but um, I just think that's where we're going to shine through and get the ball to Gomez, and so, so we can just spray it out like he has been, even go on a few dribb- dribbles and take take it past uh, the likes of Fabinho, who's going to be hopefully all over the place and uh, one album. Um, definitely, I, I do think we've got the quality there, and he can just shine through and uh, really have the game of his life if uh, if that wasn't Cardiff anyway, and uh, carry his form into Liverpool. And uh, I do think he can be uh, he can definitely be a threat against Liverpool. So. Uh, He's my danger man against Liverpool anyway, but um, I don't know. Um, it's going to be a difficult game. Um, if we were go to, if we were going to go for sp- score predictions, what would you say? Um, you know what? I think it'll be two two. Two two. Two Yeah, I mean, as much as I'd love to pick us to win, I think they are just so good aside. You can't confidently predict us to go away to a team that good and pick us to win. Yeah. Uh, not at this point anyway. We we are getting better, but we're not. We're not as good as we were hoping to be just yet. We haven't reached our full potential, no way near it, in my opinion. But saying that, I think we are playing well enough where I don't 
I don't fear going to any any team in this league at any ground and thinking that we're going to get spanked. I just I just don't see it. I, I wouldn't go to the the I wouldn't go to the Etihad, the Etihad to play City and think no we're going to get we're going to get absolutely destroyed here today. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think we're just we're too good a side to get absolutely torn to shreds. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so I'm I'm confident that we'll go there. That we are growing under this new manager. We've learnt a few new tricks, and we're going to go there and grind out a deserved points. It's not going to be the same as last season where we just go there and we're just sat on our six yard in our eighteen yard box and we don't we, we haven't even got a single player in the opposition half and we're just basically trying to get out there alive and rob anything we can. It's not going to be that type of game. We're going to go there. We're going to pop our chests out. We're going to stand toe to toe to them for the most part, and we're going to. We're going to earn a share of the spoils more, more, more than more than our share of the spoils. We're going to go there and prove that we are a good team and we are a team that Liverpool can't just expect to roll over anymore. We're not that same Everton that just goes there and gets our bellies tickled. We are we're a bloody good Everton and this bloody good Everton is here to stay and they better get used to it. Yeah. So I'm going to go for a two-two personally. Interesting, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, hopefully we're about to get two goals past them because they've been quite defensively resolute this season, but. Um, I'd love to see you put two goals past them, but I can see it being, I can see a one-one, but hopefully um, we'll get a late goal. I can see, I can see us getting a late goal, and uh, do you know what? I'm gonna go for a two-one win. Um, I can see it being one-one for the majority of the match, and then uh, I'd love to see us get a sneaky late uh, winner for uh, the first time, the first winner on field for what 19 years. And uh, oh, imagine it. Uh, if, it was, if there was one man to do it as well, I'd love, I'd love it to be Yeri Mina. Oh, yeah, love last minute. Mina, wouldn't it? Just. Go to some pitch invasion. Yeah, yeah. Pitch invasion by all the Evertonians. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I absolutely, I just memorable scenes again with that fella like throwing his whatever they were, his um, what they call his crutches up in the air. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah. absolute limbs in the Everton end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's our view anyway. That's our um, that's our that's our segment sort of for the danger man against Liverpool away. So that wraps, wraps it up for today's show. Um, thanks a lot for listening to the Toffee Blues podcast, um, Toffee Blues Extra Show. Thanks a lot for listening. Um, lo- looking forward to the game. Um, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on the, uh, the Toffee Blues on Acast. And um, hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us, Paul. Thanks, mate. And we'll see you next time on the Toffee Blues. <laughs>